Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. I'm your host, Sal Interdonato. The Black Knight Nation podcast is brought to you by Higher Echelon, a company run by Joe Ross, former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer. And I think Joe Ross and the uh, old grads were pretty happy yesterday after Army's 20-17 double overtime win, Lincoln Financial Field, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Seth Mendelson and I took the game in in person. Um, Man, it's an instant classic, and we're going to talk about it. Before we talk about it, we have Steve Anderson, Seth Mendelson, and Brendan in Jersey to break it down. Check out our website, blacklightnation.com. Seth Mendelson's game story is up there. Uh, I just wrote a story on Noah Short and Drabil Williams on that key pump block in the first half, at the end of the first half. That story is up there. We have two galleries of photos from our photographers. We have the press conferences up there, too. And I'm going to write a story on Markel, Markel Broughton and Jeff Munkin within the next 24 hours. And I got to talk to Markel Broughton today on the telephone. Um, and there's some really good insight from Markel about his final game as a Black Knight, his relationship with Coach Munkin, what that game meant to him. It's going to be a really good story. And um, I talked to Noah Short today for the block punt story, too, on the phone. Noah was great. Um, just really fired up. Steve, maybe. Um, from 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 this perspective, and maybe guys, we can get into this. What that win, right? What it does. Last year's end of the season, losing the Navy, beating Missouri in a bowl game. Munkin said it in the press conference um, after the game yesterday. That there was still a bad taste. You know, you could you could win a bowl game against the SEC team, but it's still not as good as beating your rival, right? Um, and yesterday, man, what a what, what an ending, and I just want to get maybe your guys' perspective on what, you know, what you guys saw and what it maybe means for the program. Maybe Steve uh, first. What, yeah, your no, I mean, look, it's always good to to end your career as a winner, and that's what those seniors got to do last year. Um, but like Coach Munkin says, I mean, we were clearly the better team last year, and we did not play that way against someone – that we usually play our best football against. And I think that's – it's not necessarily the the loss, but it's the way we lost is what really stung and and what really fueled this team to come back, especially those juniors. Um, you know, Marquell Broughton, you already mentioned him. I mean, my God, that that is one of the most fun Army football players to watch. Um, found myself just staring at 20 on the field instead of watching the ball, um, just watching him fly around. But – yeah, I mean those those seniors got to go out as winners against Navy, right? That's a that's a pretty good way to end your career. A lot of those guys won bowl games. Uh, a lot of those guys that played as upperclassmen, right, as juniors, didn't beat Navy as juniors when they started really seeing substantial playing time, got to play this year, and 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 just you know it's always great to go out as a winner, especially when the next time you could be on a field is is you know where it really means something different. Um, and you're able to take that that with you through your training, your bolic, your schools. Um, you know, everybody loves a winner. And, you know, we say it all the time at West Point. There is no substitute for victory. That's all that matters. That's an Army term. It's a military term because there is none. You cannot substitute for victory, especially what these guys are about to go do um, in the real Army. So just awesome game overall. Love watching it. Got to watch it uh, with my family up in beaver creek uh colorado so just just um just an overall blast uh to see that team fight to the very last second last inch not not even time untied now it's last inch um and, and come away with the victory so um i don't know brandon what do you think oh man so kind of uh uh yeah my, uh, my voice is a little different today because i blew it out uh screaming at the game uh, in the stadium yesterday. Uh, so kind of, kind of to hit on, on Sal's point, uh, to begin with. Yeah. Like last year's team overall, like clearly a better team. Like they won nine, they won nine games against an even tougher schedule than this year. They beat an sec team in a bowl game, you know, sec. Um, <laughs> and they, they held on to the CIC, but they, they didn't beat Navy. And I feel so much better at the end of this season, even though they only went six and six because they beat Navy. And um, it, it was definitely uh, a, a, it was definitely a frustrating game for 
a lot of it. And that's certainly something we can talk about as well, especially kind of continuing from last year's game. That was just like slow torture for three and a half hours. And then like the way this game went until uh, really like the last five minutes of the fourth quarter and then into overtime. But you know, mm-hmm. it's like, Hey, they won in the end. So the 10% of joy wins out. Um, but yeah, just, you know, th- this was, we we've talked uh or at least like i i've i've brought up kind of like my fe- a lot of my fears this season of like it feels like the team is losing their identity but this was like this this was like the jeff munkin era not not in terms of like success but in terms of just like the attitude of the team of like it's not over until it's over and you know getting down to the 1 inch line and uh, yeah, couldn't uh, uh, happy as hell for Quinn Moretzky, uh, two big kicks. Billy Belke uh, had the game of his uh, career. Uh, MVP, you know. MVP of the first half, and, and yeah, then he, and the, most of the game he was the MVP for Army. And I was so uh, so again. I, so I was at the stadium, and and so I was on, I was on the south side of the stadium. So it was the end zone painted for Navy but I was against the army sideline. So other than Navy's field goal, all of the decisive action in the game happened on my end. And I, I just like, I, there, there's like, there's a few things that I'll never forget watching in my life. One was the game in 2017, just watching the flight of that ball, not quite make it to the uprights. And then with this game, wa- watching, uh, watching the ball come to Navy's punter. And it felt like four seconds in real time. It really wasn't, but it felt like four seconds was going by. I'm like, they're going to block it. And then it, and then the touchdown happened. So uh, yeah, couldn't be happier. Uh, It was, it was a long road, but couldn't be happier with the way the season ended. Okay. I guess my turn. Um, You're uh... sorry. I sat there with you. Um, uh, First of all, I'm overjoyed that we beat Navy Uh, six and six season. Not terrible, not great, but not terrible. But we beat Navy, and that's that's the most important thing in the world. Um, and um, I was super impressed with the defensive effort uh, of the Army team that blocked uh, punt for the touchdown. The way they stopped Navy every step of the way, besides that one run that, hey, you know, stuff happens. And uh, the guy broke through, and he, he ran 77 yards. Uh, besides that, Army dominated the game. Uh, wasn't the most exciting game in the world. But the last, uh, I guess you said five minutes, Brendan, uh, and, and overtime was really exciting. Um, you know, I, uh, a friend of mine read our story on, on Black Knight Nation, and uh, you know, he lives out west, and he says, I'm coming in for the next game. This guy I went to high school with, a couple years older than I am. He goes, you know, I, I go, it's in Boston. He goes, I didn't know that, but I got to see this because I watched it on TV, and I could feel the enthusiasm at the stadium. You know, being in the press box, you don't hear the sound very well, right? Oh, Sal, you were down there in the field at that point. But in the press box, you're really not hearing the, the cheering and the crowd. Uh, they block it, and I wish it didn't. Uh, but I could see it, and it was amazing, and everybody else thought it was amazing. So, you know, kudos to Army for winning the game. Kudos to Army and Navy putting on a, a, a show that the whole country seems to like. And really kudos to the defense and the special teams, Um and I'm happy for Quinn too. You know, he had a tough game with with Troy. He brought it up, and this is his redemption. The guy hit two field goals. Pressure. The first one is super pressure. The second one, you know, if he didn't make it, we'd go to the third overtime. But he did, and um, and an army won. You know, you guys would it wouldn't be me if I didn't say one thing that I that I heard in the press box, and I have to agree with. And this is a negative, and Sal's going to jump on me, but I'm saying it. Um, I think this showed. That uh, and somebody said it to me as I went up to get a uh, to get a second helping of, of lunch. Um, somebody said it to me um, or dinner, whatever it was, it was midway through the game. Um, that it, the, the offensive performance by both teams shows that recruiting, in his eyes, and I kind of agree, is definitely down, especially on the offensive side, because you saw that both teams were having trouble getting their uh, their act. I mean, obviously, they didn't score. We didn't score a touchdown to overtime, uh, offensive touchdown to overtime. Um, and that's the one thing I am concerned about. And uh, I believe that's probably the one thing that, you know, we'll get into this. So Navy's concerned about too for their, t- their squad is are we getting the best kids uh, that we can possibly find? And um, as one person said to me, 
you know, maybe this is just a, a slow time and we'll pick it up again in a couple of years and we'll get the best recruits. That could be the case. Bottom line, though, we won the game. I'm happy for Munkin. I'm happy for the kids. I'm happy for the academy and I'm happy for us, the fans. Yeah, um, we'll get to what your points in a second, Seth. But I just want to say that this game in the first half, with all due respect to me, was a snoozer, right? It was a real snoozing game, like plotting game. Army, I ran four plays in the first quarter. They're like, oh, no, not this again. But this turned into a potential college football 2022 season game of the year at the end. So that's how it went. That's what how the flow of the game went. And um, I want to just get this in real quick. If you guys could bear with me, please bear with me. Um, I put this question out on the Black Knight Nation Twitter account, and I said, "What's one word that you would use to describe the Army football win over Navy?" And here's some of the words I uh, some of this, the words I got: epic, undescribable, awesome. I got for shizzle. I think that's two words, Brendan. But maybe you can help me out for that. But uh, lucky grind determination crazy another lucky never gave up historic electric destiny undescribable epic fortunate gutsy redemption electric gritty these are all comments there's like 30 or 40 people commented on the on the one word i just threw it out there and said hey i want to get engagement from the black knight nation and how they're feeling about this win and i felt like Maybe this was the best way. I have exhausting brotherhood grit. And by the way, brotherhood was by Quinn Moretzky's dad, Mark Moretzky. So go figure that one. Sal, my word is defining. It was defining. That's how I felt Mm -hmm. about the the Army win was defining. Um, They defined their season. The seniors defined their legacy, what they're going to leave behind to those younger guys. Um, You know, and – you know, I, I'm a defensive guy, so I love the game. I I I love the entire game. We both teams were hitting the crap out of each other all game. There were huge hits on both sides, kind of what Seth uh, alluded to, where it was just like, you know, guys were just flying around and hitting each other. Like it was a game where they were not going to give an inch. Like not many ball players were falling forward. And there was a lot of gang tackles, especially on the Army side. It was just – it was fun to watch. Steve, they should take this game, videotape it, and show it to every school in the country, every every college team in the country, um, even every, every pro and high school team. This is what college football is about. And we've gotten away from it except for Army, Navy, and I'll put Air Force in there. Um, these three schools, they've got, they gotten away from it. Now it's, it's become a business for everybody. This was pure emotion on both sides. And, you know, I talked to a couple of Navy fans today, and they're devastated, devastated, more Good. so than anybody else. And, you know, that, I'm happy. We're happy. The four of us are happy. I got That's a great shirt, by the way. Um, I love that. Nobody um, did. Yeah, Nobody right. did. It's true, but they're devastated by it. But it, this game shows what college football is supposed to be about. And it's supposed about, win, about winning for your school, winning for, in our case, the academies, you know. And, and you know, I, I agree with you. I didn't go to school at West Point. You guys know that. And But I sit there and I, I look at these kids, and they really are trying to win the game for their seniors, for their classmates on the, on the sidelines. And, it, it, boy, I wish college football was like this uh, elsewhere. But it's not, and we're lucky. We're lucky because we're fans or graduates of of, of, of you know of the United States Military Academy, and you know I give credit to Navy and Air Force too. It's the same thing there. You know these Navy people want to win. We're glad they didn't. But boy, I would take I would videotape this game and say, look at this. Look at the way these guys play, and what are they playing for? In almost every case, they're not going pro. They're playing just to win the game for their school. Yeah, what you know, we're going to be a uh, what three year hiatus from Lincoln Financial? Hate to see it. Uh, I think Steve, they got that's it. play every game there. Play every game there. What, Steve, did, what, Brandon, what did you say? I said it. It's five years. They're it's not back. Yeah, they're going to Boston. Then they go. I don't know the order. I know it's Boston next year. Washington, Baltimore, New York, and then back to Philadelphia. Oh my god, they're going to play in DC as well. God, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm really not crash. happy about that one. I hope Snyder. I hope Snyder sells the team. They get new field, new everything before we play there. Man, that's a shitty field. I like. Um, I mean, yeah, I, 
I'll like I'll, I'll like Philly's number one. I'll take Baltimore second as uh yeah. I agree, the game even though it's too close to Annapolis. Yeah. I don't I, I don't I, care. I don't care. It's a great stadium and it's easy to get to. I love I it. I just you know a bunch of me and my buddies were immediately talking about. Is there any update to the exception of policy to get a bowl game? Anything like that that's going to happen that possibly and, – and you know what? At the same time, we were like, you know what, guys? I mean, would they rather play in the Independence Bowl or just play in a, a, an Army-Navy game? I mean, that's the best – that is one – other than the New Year's Day, that's the best atmosphere to play a, a late a late football game uh, in December. Well, even Monkey said in the press conference yesterday, they didn't deserve to go to a bowl game. You know, some guy from the Baltimore newspaper asked him asked him about that, and he goes, you know, we didn't deserve it. We didn't have a great season. You know, they had uh, some games, they, they were real close. If we were to beat Troy, would it beat Air Force? Would it beat uh, UTSA? Yeah. All the games, yeah. games, we needed one more win. We didn't have it. But going back to the comment about Philly, it's the best place for the game. I was at the Meadowlands last year. It was a great atmosphere as well. But I'm worried about Boston because they're not used to this game. The other the other places, yeah, it's, are, a new, it's a new experience. It's yeah, a, it's, it's a new experience talking to some crowd. army people. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting what kind of crowd they're gonna have there because you know they're taking everybody who lives in the New York Washington corridor. And how many of us are gonna go? I mean, we're gonna go, but how many other people are gonna go up to Bo- to Boston in a you know different stadium? It's, it's gonna good. be. We'll see. I mean, that's a pretty, you know, I think that's like about what? A, is it five, eight hours, eight hours away? It's a pretty long. From New York from West Point? Three and a half. Yeah. Three and a half. Three and a half. No more than four. No more than four. Three and a half by car. Yeah. Right. Well, it's Foxborough. Boston's three and a half by car. So I don't know. Foxborough. You're talking about Navy yeah. people coming up from Annapolis. That's, you know, that's a 10 hour drive. Um, and it's going to be yeah. interesting. Hey, I, I was involved with when Army went to um, the Rose Bowl in, I think it was 83 or 84. I think it was 83. Uh, I wrote a story for Gannett about you know, the long gray line stretching to California. And by yeah. everybody I talked to, they said that was a disastrous game. The, there was no enthusiasm from the crowd. Uh, there was no tradition. And, you know, they never went back. Um you know, I know a lot of different cities are trying to get the Army Navy game. You know, Dallas is, and uh, I think Houston trying. Oh, Dallas definitely. Houston, I think, is in there. Atlanta. I think this game belongs. I agree with Brendan. This game belongs in Philly. Um, you know, occasionally New York let's, or Baltimore or Washington. Let's keep it in Philly. Let's. Uh, let's I wanted to try, uh, talk about a couple other things right now, just real quick. Sorry for interrupting there. Um, one I wanted to talk about. Um, Bo Nicholas Paul had a had a uh, tweet today, and he posted. Uh, just wanted to read Bo Nicholas Paul's uh, tweet because I think Seth, what you were saying about what this game means, and uh, get back to the the true definition of football. He had a laugh, life lasting moment for the brotherhood, this academy, old grads, heroes, past, present, and future, this nation, supporters, and most importantly, the world's best army. Nothing but love for this game and everything it represents. Black Knight Nation, we did it. Great team win. I want to just get, provide some insight to that. Bo Nicholas Paul after the album mater. I was on the field right uh, against the wall where the album mater was being sang. Bo Nicholas Paul was leaning up against one of the cannons for five about five minutes at least. Uh, he, he came into this game uh, about 75% Bo Nicholas Paul, and he wanted to give it a go. He didn't start, but he was able to get on the field and and contribute in this game and there were people going up to him you know congratulating him about it and i think he was also taking in this taking in the in the scene too taking in everything but um i i uh, waited for a couple people to um you know after say congratulations to him i just said vote job well done pretty much and uh it's that's what this game's all about um seth i don't know if you saw it brendan i don't know if you saw it but the album mother right um it's played uh, Mark Quell brought and jumps up to the um, to, into the stand speak right. It sits in the stands and he's getting a view of the core the core cadets and the players because the core rushed the field right. Brendan, the core rushes the field in this game. Yeah, through the game and sets yeah. up the cores there. And um, Mark Mark Quell brought and's got the view. And he said that his vision he wanted to do in the last. Two two years was coming true where he wanted to bring the core and the football team closer together. And in that situation, when you have first regiment commander 
um, sitting as album on that scheme, kind of as one. That that's it doesn't get any better than that. And I just want to add real quick, Jeff Munkin after the album mother hops up to where Markel Markwell brought is sitting, and they smoking about that in the press conference. And he said he just wanted to savor the moment and tell Mark Markwell Broughton how much he loves the kid. And I mean, it does. I I, I put a post up on. I had a really angled photo of that that I took from my phone. And player and coach goals for any program when it comes to that relationship between Jeff Munkin and Markwell Broughton. That's what you're looking at. Um, it was just incredible. I just wanted to give a little bit of behind the scenes or what I saw on the field um, from the game. I mean, just the emotion. Brendan, you didn't try to rush the field, huh? <laughs> uh, no, I was a bit high up for that. Uh, <laughs> not not worth breaking a leg. <laughs> I saw people, like, jumping down and, like, act, landing on their backs, like, to get on the field. I mean, it was kind of – it wasn't 2016, but it was, it was, there was a frenzy, no doubt. So I was, so I was, uh, I was with, uh, uh, Walt Ritker, who's a 2000 grad and a former player and, and he didn't rush the field. So if he wasn't going to go, then I wasn't going to go. I, I, I went real quick before we oh, go ahead, Seth. I was going to say, I went, to, I went to Syracuse and, you know, and we never saw the football players. They weren't in our classes. At Army, I understand, Steve, you can attest to this. I understand that at West Point, the, you know, the, the, the football players do the exact same thing the other cadets do. Of course, they do more. They're playing football and they're practicing. And there becomes some sort of a camaraderie that I don't think exists at many other schools outside the academies. You guys have to do the same thing they do, plus more. Um, at, at major colleges and Syracuse, as bad as they are, they're still a major college. Um, you know, the football plays, you know, you see them when they want to be seen. They do their own thing. They uh, very often live off, you know, in, in separate parts of the campus. Um, and, you know, you may see them off campus at bars and stuff, but you're not seeing them um, day to day. At West Point, what I'm told, I heard this yesterday again, um, is that you guys are doing the same thing everybody else is, and is a camaraderie that just shows on the football field, especially this game. It's a great experience. Wish everybody yeah, you do you do like yeah eighty percent about the same stuff. You know, there's when you're at practice, you can't do what the other cadets are doing, which yeah, is like other stuff. But um, yeah, for the most part, you're taking. You know, I remember taking 28, 20, or I mean, uh, 21, 18 to 21 credit hours a semester while in season. Um, I mean, that's like five, six classes. Um, meanwhile, I'm at the stadium, you know, till eight o'clock, nine o'clock at night, you know, additional film work, additional work, you know. So, um, yeah, while you graduate with a two seven and maybe not a three seven, but, you know, it happens. Um, <laughs> but, um, no, it's, um, it, it's, the 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 relationship between the core and the football team is one of the most crucial aspects of army football and it's it's everybody loves a winner okay like everybody you know the core is always behind you when you're winning um some of my some of my most favorite moments were um w between me and the core was after a tough loss, um, I'd come back to my, you know, we travel to Texas A&M or, we, you know, wherever. I come back to my room, you know, 10 hours after the game, and I'd had emails from six or seven random cadets within the core cadets email me, telling me, you know, hey, stay after it. Like, you know, we know you guys are close to, to turning this thing around. And um, that's that's what Marquell's talking about. He knows as a first regiment, as a regimental commander, right? Like <laughs> that dude is busy. Okay. Um, you know, when you talk about how, like you have a schedule, he's got a schedule and then he's got an additional schedule of like all the other things he has to do. So very little free time for him. And that's what he meant by wanting to make the core and the football team closer. And he got to see it. Great, Sal. Thanks for that insight. That's stuff that we don't get to see, and it's just – it's really awesome to, to know that, you know, that's still a main priority 
of our football leaders is to to make sure the core and the football team are one. I've been an Army fan. Right? Um, I've been an Army fan for many, many years. And the reason I'm an Army fan is because of what you just said and what I witnessed yesterday um, on that football field and in that stadium. And, um, you know, again, I'm not uh, I'm not attached to the university in any way, an academy in any way, but I'm proud to be an Army fan for that reason. I mean, and kudos to you and everybody else and uh, and everybody who played yesterday and also to the Navy kids because I don't like to see them lose either. I'm, I'm not, unlike you, Steve, probably, but, you know, I think they do the same thing we do. I'm glad we won, though. So there you go. It was just pretty cool to see former players come to the game, Steve. I, um, I saw um... – Brett Toth was there, of course. He's a member of the Eagles. He was there. I saw uh, Colin Mooney. I know I didn't see Colin Mooney, but he was there. Um, Donovan Lynch, who played linebacker recently for Army, was there. Um, I'm David trying to think Brooks. of a couple other guys. David Brooks, I saw on the sidelines. David Brooks is an officer at West Point, and David came up to me in pregame to say hi. And we know David Brooks's history. Um, he was the guy who caught the pass from Trent Steelman that sealed the. Uh, 2010 Armed Forces Bowl win for you guys, right? David Brooks. Hey, Steve, I was talking to him real quick, and I'm like, you got to come on our podcast, right, Dave? You got to come on our podcast. And he's like, so you know me. I'm not a man of many words. So something to that effect. I'm like, well, Steve will do all the talking. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> oh, man. No, <laughs> so, uh, I know a bunch of my buddies went to the game, uh, a bunch of uh, football players. Um, so it's, uh, you know, that's a game, you know, if it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I wish I would have gone this year, but just logistically, it was uh, not going to happen. So, uh, made the most out of it. But we definitely not. I'm definitely not going to Foxborough. Too many heartbreaks in that stadium. Uh, yeah. You know, being a Ravens fan at all over the past 15 years. So, um, but yeah, definitely looking at going to the Ravens game or the the one at the Ravens Stadium, and then uh, definitely the next Lincoln Financial one. It's just great seeing like the guys and Mike Roberts was there, wide receiver from uh, I think he played on last year's team. He was in the he was there. He was in the locker room. I have a couple other insights that I'll put up in the story. Um, here's a comment from John Griffin who says I was there too. The crowd came alive for the final minutes and all of overtime. Um, guys, if you have any comments or questions for us, please send them in. I wanted to just go one more one more thing before we if we want to analyze anything more about the game. Um, I put up a poll. What was the best Army Navy win? Uh, Army football win over Army Navy in the Army Navy series. I should have put in the Jeff Munkin era, right? Because I had three choices. I had the 16 streak buster game. I had the snow game of 17 and yesterday. And I we got 269 votes on this poll, which I think is pretty good. And 45% said the 2016 streak buster game. 31% said yesterday. And 24% said the snow game. But those are all really great games. And for Army fans who maybe don't go back so much. Like I had people talk about the in the replies, talk about the 92, the 96 game. And I'm like, I was trying to keep it to recent Army history. But, um, you know, for, for, for newer Army fans, those are really um, uh, drama-filled games that come down to the end. And, um, man. I mean, just, that's what this series is all about. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not, you know, I know the records were pretty close this year. So you, you could, you know suspect that it'd be a close game but you know throughout the history of this game it's been one score uh one point one play last minute drives um you know throughout the entire series the thing that makes this so intense was out of 123 meetings this is the first overtime and then yeah, it goes yeah. to two overtimes right so just it's it's uh, uncharted territory, which kind of brings it. Now I know overtime didn't start in college football till whatever you know thirty years ago. Not, yeah, 90, 96. Yeah, so whatever, but still, it, it's still thirty plus meetings that have never been to overtime. Um, and I just, man, it's just you know it's gonna be an, it's gonna be. A, there's nothing that's gonna beat the the the, the streak breaker will never happen again because Army will never lose. That many games in a row again in the, uh, to Navy. It will never happen. Okay. God, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Navy lose that many. Yeah, we need it. We need to reverse that. Okay. <laughs> I think it's uh, what Navy still leads the series by like six or something. We still have. To yeah. Play. We're yeah. calling back. They, 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 they got. They got it pretty big. Yeah. 
definitely did even um i was a couple feet from the fumble like so i was in the back of the end zone when that fumble play happened with navy and we weren't even sure what was going to happen because they were on the pile for a while right they were in the pile for a while trying to solve who had the ball and when darius richardson comes out with the ball i mean that's pretty much pretty much the ball game there um but that was over overtime was like tore apart the play Sal. when that happened when i saw them point i like Grabbed my dad. I like picked up my baby. I was like carrying the baby. I was like, let's go. I was so jacked up, man. That was so intense. Unbelievable. Yeah. Calvin Crumby, I guess, popped the ball out. And then Austin Hill was involved in the play too. But I mean, that play involved the whole defense needs to do do their their one eleventh, right, Steve? They needed to do that one eleventh, and even above and beyond your one eleventh on that play, right? The extra well, gotta, effort on right? that play. Those guys have got to believe for that to even to, for that to even occur. You have to believe you're not only going to stop them, but you're going to win this game. Someone's going to do their part to win the game, and you have to true. All eleven have to believe that, and I know that's the only way that happens. That's it's not some. You know, just some fluke thing, right? That's pe- people, you know, first guy sticks him, second guy comes in, knocks the ball. I mean, that is textbook on what you do down the goal line, especially when it means the game. I mean, that guy scores there. You know, it's 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 a it's a lot darker cloud than, than what it was when yeah. we got the fumble. Yeah, Kenny Amatololo said at his press conference last last night that they they had the advantage there. They were an inch away from scoring, and then the Army's got to match their touchdown. Otherwise, Navy wins. And just think that it's an inch or half inch or how far he was. He was very – I saw – I'm like 10, whatever, a few yards away. He was very close to uh, getting in. And to know that, that, that he didn't get in and hear today's news about – Coach Niamatololo being fired or let go or not renewed or not being taken back after 15 seasons and the winningest coach at um, Navy. That's how important these games are. I mean, that's how important, um, you know, he's he's an inch away. If they win yesterday, is he still a Navy coach? Uh, who knows? We don't know the inside and what's going on on the inside there, but I, I mean, I think, I think say, so. He, yeah, I think so too. I think he's still there. It's hard to let somebody go if you win a game that you know the game. That's how you survive going four and eight last year. You know. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, so I, I don't know. Like to me, uh, to me, the, the the writing the writing's been on the wall with Ken for a number of years. In 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 my eyes, um, I mean, four out of the last five years now they've had definitively losing seasons and you know mostly mostly lost out to their service academy rivals the the one exception is the 2019 season but to me to me that's the fluke because that's the year that their star quarterback managed to stay healthy for the entire season and to me that's kind of the flaw that Navy's had in their program is they essentially look for, I mean, this is oversimplifying, but they essentially try to go for a star based approach rather than a more uh, holistic team based approach, which I think is the key to army success. Like army's way more next man up than Navy is in my opinion. Yeah. We just had a question on any idea why Jacoby Buchanan didn't play uh, yesterday. Um, I was on the field for pregame. He was going through warmups with the um, with the fullbacks and the fullback group. Um, I'm not, he's been banged up a lot of the season. He's been playing hurt a lot of the season. I think part of it might be too that the package that they had in right. They had a package for this game where they started. How many of us had Cade Ballard starting this game? I, I know I didn't. You know they had Cade Ballard and from a shotgun most of the game in this game and Tyre Tyler playing slot back and. Um, you know, no it was tough sledding. Dive. No fullback dives. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of fullback. Not, well, you had Mark, Mark. I think probably Markel Johnson uh, had the most carries by a fullback in this game, right? He had a couple maybe probably. And um, we'll talk about Markel in a little bit. But, I mean, they're, they're, Munkin said in the press conference, in the last three years, they've gotten 2.2 yards running the ball against Navy in the last three games before yesterday. And what did they get about yesterday? About the same. And uh, they want to, they need to do something different. Well, 
they did something different. Did they have success doing it? No. I mean, they, I mean, they, they pick up one, their first, first down was like with eight and a half minutes left in the second quarter. And um, the biggest play of the game is the Markel uh, as far for a yard purpose, two big play, two big plays of the game on offense, right guys, the Markel Johnson first play of overtime touchdown run 25 yards and the past, to Brahim Murphy, I think picked up 26. Seth, I could be wrong. I think around 26 yards yeah, on that play. 26 yards. Yeah. So those are their two big plays. Seth, help me out. What was the total yards for Army in that game? 130. Uh, 150, I think. Um, I okay. think it was so. Okay, maybe, I maybe, maybe no, it, it was 135, maybe somewhere in there, but not a lot. And remember, yeah, 25. So 50, I think I think 31 came in overtime. 31 yards came yeah. in overtime, so they did 150. Uh, that means they did in you know, a 125, 130, or 120 um, in, um, uh, in in regulation, which is nothing. You know, uh, they had you know the first yeah. quarter they, they got nothing. They had six yards. I, I just I just remember it was it was 75 total yards after three quarters, and and yeah. no points from the offense. Yeah, I, 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 we probably should have asked Munkin in the press conference about Buchanan. Is you, there's so many things that went on in this game. You know, if you were gonna to ask every, it, it's tough to ask every question, um, every you know, um, personnel question that you can, um, especially in a game like that. But it's something that if I, I'll follow. I'll try to follow up on. It. If I get anything, I'll definitely uh, put out there for like in a quick thoughts blog. If I, I'm gonna do a quick thoughts blog probably tomorrow or uh, Tuesday, and I'll put that in if I find out anything. I'll let you guys know. Um, Yeah, one final thing on the game. Again, talking about the defense, um, just, you know, for five games now, uh, these guys have stepped up beyond any of our uh, expectations, way beyond. Um, You know, unfortunately, two of those games we didn't win, but they still put us in a position to have a chance. Um, And you know, kudos to that entire defensive unit. You know, special teams a little bit too. The punting was outrageously good, as we discussed, and uh, obviously the block punt to, to give us our first score. Um, uh, this defense, you know, these guys. As I asked the question yesterday in the press conference, you know, you, you bend but you don't break, and that's what he said back to me. Um, I guess it was Leo said back to me. You know, that's what we've been talking about all year. You know, our goal is yeah, we can bend but we don't break. Outside of one play, they held Navy, you know, 70, Navy only had 150 yards too, I think, right? Something like that, 170 yeah, they, yards. They said something over 200 yards uh, the Navy had. But you got to remember, Navy had – Navy was get, moving the ball, but they were getting like be, like in no man's land a couple times early in the game, right? They were on like the 38-yard line of Army, and they had like a fourth and like two or three. Yeah, and like, After that, well, they now, did the Navy quarterback get hurt? Somebody said something about him getting hurt around halftime, right before halftime. Yeah, he had a he had a, he had a uh, bum leg going into the game, and then when Markel Broughton tripped his <laughs> tripped him going into halftime, which it was clearly a trip. Markel stuck his leg yeah. out, tripped him, dead legged his quad, his same leg that he had hurt. Say, you know, we didn't get a flag, so it kept him out of field goal range. Um, and that was it. I mean, that he was limping the rest of the game, throughout the game. No. The CBS Sportsline writer who – I'm not sure if he's at the game or not. He said it, he said it was an illegal trip. Uh, I mean, it definitely was, but they didn't call it, so it was legal. That's the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, that – that tripping call was brought up in the Navy press conference to coach Niamatololo. And he said, like, how can you miss that? That, I mean, there were, there were missed calls around in the, in this game too. I thought a couple pass interferences from Navy weren't called yeah. early in the game. When yeah. Steve, I have a question for you. you you're the, you're the football guy, right? Cole Catterbone is diving for, to attempt to catch a pass. As he's diving, a guy is tackling him. Is that pass yeah. interference or not? 100%. I mean, that was passing the right? I mean, you can't significant, significant impediment on the receiver's ability to catch the ball. Period. That's pass interference. Is that definition? That was pass interference. Was that pass interference? 100% agree. I thought it was, but I thought it was, pass interference. It. and the one time, I, look, I, I don't when mind, they tried to, I don't mind the referees holding their breath 
for an extra minute or an extra second and not blowing, you know, not throwing the flag and not blowing the whistle um, and letting these guys play a little more, a little more on the edge, maybe a little more in the gray, a little more physical. Um, you just got to call it that way the whole game. I thought there was some blatant calls. I think I think there were some blatant calls missed, but they were missed on both sides. Um, yeah, if Navy's going to complain about that call, which is obvious, there are a couple obvious calls that Army didn't get, you know? I mean, on that long touchdown run, here's another one, Steve, on that Navy long touchdown run, right? Cam is about five yards from the fullback as he's hitting it into open field. The Navy offensive guard tackled Cam O'Gara. 100%. As he's I, I trying that to- one in. So I said that when I ha- when I said that when it happened, I was like, our whole defensive line was literally just tackled in order for that guy to break through the line. <laughs> like it was literally so the- I, everybody was holding and then pulling them down. But dude, so that's maybe, the, hey, maybe, that's the, maybe uh, fans could want. Yeah. That's why only the big men play in the trenches, baby. I didn't play. I was I was five seven yards back. I didn't get up in that mess. I tried to avoid all that. I think coach I think coach Munkin told us after the after the press conference that there was uh kind of um maybe not the right route by certain players taken to try to stop that play too it was the, they 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 missed assignments on that play by army too didn't help on that long run here's uh, um I think it was um I, I think it was a good offensive play design to um you know they know what they knew what we were what our keys were right where our eyes were uh, they talked. They took Broughton completely out of the play with the motion, because that was Broughton's mm-hmm. assignment. So Broughton was completely out of play, um, and the way everything just fit up there, the guy. I mean, in some of those play, in some of those alignments and uh, assignments, and how you're set up, sometimes it is like as soon as that guy gets five yards behind the line of scrimmage, it's gone just because of where all the motions take everybody. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, I have a yeah, cannon, so to speak. Very, very, um, very, very angry at that point. <laughs> Let's get to this one, uh, Steve. I agree with you. So many negative comments from the general public about how horrible the offense for both teams were. Nobody was saying how damn good, the, how damn good the defense played yesterday, and uh, that's from Brian Keo. Appreciate your comment, Brian. Um, yeah. If you're a defensive guy, you love this game. If you're an offensive guy like me, you, you weren't really a big fan yeah. for a few for a few. I mean, quarters, I, I you know, still so. to this day, one of the best games I've ever seen is Alabama LSU back in like 06, 9 to 6 victory. I, I still think that was one of the best games ever. And uh, you know, that that's me biased because I enjoy I enjoy watching just great athletes play at at and, and people always think offenses are are supposed to, you know, they are supposed to score a lot of points, but you know, looking at these, looking at these teams, I truly believe that D- Army's defense was more athletic than Navy's offense, and I believe that Navy's defense was more athletic than Army's offense. Um, just with their players, I mean, that guy Murphy for Navy all over the field. Um, you know, real, you know, long linebacker with a lot of versatility. Um, so I, I, I just, uh, I just think that's how that how this matchup shaped up and i thought it was the same way for the air force game i just feel like when you have such teams that are recruited the same way and you know we're you're fighting for each thing um what's up buddy i'm almost done all right um you you just you you know you have to go you're at your best athletes for their best athletes and i, I just think the defenses were better on saturday i agree. I, I don't know i I, I I I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to not agree with what you're saying, but I just I was not happy with the offensive game plan for this game. And uh, you've never seen anything like it, Brandon. What are you talking about? How could you? How if your Navy? How could you even? How could you have scouted that? Who would have saw Kate Ballard running the RPO with Tyhear Tyler? There's no way you could have. You could have. Now it didn't go very well. Okay, but. Yeah. <laughs> So, okay. So let me, let me, let me throw this out there. Okay. So in the, in the, in the Monk and Davis era in service Academy games in, in regulation, we won't count overtime. The offense is averaging 12.6 points per game. 
I, I don't know. I, I feel like we can do a little better than that. I feel like, you know, I feel like maybe if we get a fresh mind, you know, in there, uh, the, the Citadel job's open, you know, head coaching job, it's open. Um, uh, you know, uh, that's, that's, that's all I really got to say about that. But I, I will what say, it's not who, just who about, who's going to go to the Citadel. Who are you talking about? <laughs> Brent Davis. Oh, he played okay. there. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't, I don't I think know. Yeah, down to the fact that these guys they 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 know what the, they know what the other team's going to do when they do it. I mean, you got to throw away Air Force in the mix too. And the Air Force is- team was was a low scoring game to this year. It was low scoring last year, I believe. Our games are always low scoring with but them if, as well. But if you bring in if you bring in a new mind, they're not going to have the same tendencies, and it might give you an edge. That's all I'm saying. I, I, I think it's a talent situation too. You know, I, I I do. I think you know we couldn't complete a pass. The two teams couldn't complete many passes, right? Um, you know, I think that has something to do with it. But you know, the bottom line at the end of the day, I, I walked out of there driving home with Sal, two hour drive home, and we're saying to each other, "Wow, what a game!" <laughs> you know, we didn't, we forgot about the first three and a half quarters. All we cared about was the last you know five minutes and then overtime and and then you know the, the, what went on after our game ended both on the field and even in the press conference they were applauding the, these guys not us we well, didn't yeah but no it wasn't the media really um, no, Jeff Monkin's family uh, is in the press conference so yeah it wasn't yeah. the media I have a story with that too I'll I'll get into but first let's before um get off in a little bit um leo lowen was named the, the game's mvp he had 16 tackles um on the day he made that gave him an even hundred for the year so um you know congratulations to leo on that um the mvp award and he he was asked about it and he's like uh, we won the game you know i mean uh, the, the individual awards here i guess they're nice but he was just happy that the team won the game and he could send out the seniors you know who really impressed me on the um in the press conference with mark markel johnson he's a sophomore you know he was a slot back that was moved to um fullback in the spring and he was he had some really great answers about the brotherhood and what it meant to send the, send the seniors off with a win and how important that was. And man, I, I want to talk about one play too, about these, the back to back plays when armies in field goal range early in the second half. And you have these crazy snaps where Ballard's not ready for the ball. And one, you get lucky. There's a false start. So it doesn't count. The second one, Steve, Brendan and Seth, that ball, Navy could have been on that, but that ball went 25 yards backwards and it was, it was up for grabs. It was up for grabs. And who got it? Somehow, I haven't watched the replay of that play yet. Um, somehow, Markel Johnson got the ball. He scooped it up. And I watched the replay. He scooped it up. He got lucky. We got lucky. Not him. We got lucky. <laughs> and regardless, like, say Navy even recovers at midfield. That gives them pr- a pretty good chance if they can move the chains a couple times to maybe at least kick a field goal and get some points off that. Yeah, Army somehow the gets the – There was uh, one guy that saved it. I don't know who it was, but – um, you know, 54 for Navy was about to pick it up, and some guy like just launched himself and pushed him over top of the ball, and that's when Johnson scooped it up and, and saved the day. I don't know. I still I haven't looked at the replay, but whoever that that's the guy who saved you know possible points for Navy at the end of the half there because that was oh man, I, I like I was like as I was watching it live, it was like slow motion, and he just like the guy um 54 for Navy, I forget his name, was like literally mid-scoop and just got shoved over top of the ball. And I was like, oh, we live You're bigger guy, bigger guy or like quicker guy, you think? They're, they're middle linebacker, 54. They're, they're big middle Yeah, linebacker. but uh, for Army, for Army, was it a bigger guy or? I it, I don't know. It, it happened so fast, I just know he shoved that yeah. linebacker out of the way. Uh, that play was like a. That was chaos, that play. Absolute chaos. And my thing is, why are you going back to that play? They were not on the same page, center and Cade, obviously, uh, Connor Bishop. It's like, man, just why was Kate? Here I go. Here I go. Why wasn't Tyre in the game for those plays to under center just to run the ball, try to get a couple more yards and kick a field goal? If it was second, if it was second and 10 or third and 10, they were passing the ball in this game, or at least lining up to pass the ball, and they completed one pass in this game. Like, 
yeah. I don't know. It was like no, like at like literally at a certain point, I'm like, I'm like, guys, like just just run your base offense. Like it can't like it can't be any worse than what's already been happening. Yeah, I I think that was a, a common uh, thought process out of everybody was just. You know, we, we Tahir went in and we got we got some good momentum, and then we switched it back up, and it just felt like just 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 why why did you have to go to Ballard yeah. there? Why and that was and and you know that was that was what they were doing at the beginning of the season. That was driving everybody crazy. Yeah, but well, we won, so we happy with that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's my rant. That's my offensive rant of the of the podcast. I think that's that's, that's just what because I got you won doesn't mean you can't learn though. No, I mean, I, I think, you know, and, and I know, uh, you know, like I said, I'm, I I feel really good about the way we ended the season and what it just it shows it, it gives the underclassmen an actual visual representation of what it takes, how long it can take and when it can happen, if you believe um, to go in the off season and, you know, nobody's happy with six and six, especially six and six against two FCS teams. Um, so no, you know, I don't think, I think everybody's glad that we played, um, really well that last game and, uh, we need to continue that momentum forward. If, um, you know, if we want to continue to make this program, uh, where we want to be and that's, you know, top 25, uh, team in the nation. And into a very brutal schedule next year. Don't forget that. Oh yeah, very yeah. Six six and six next year would be like it's it's it would it's not the same thing as six and six this year. I agree with that. That's that's oh, it. it's gonna be really tough. So um yeah, just real quick, I wanted to um the defense, right? We talked about the defense, just want to highlight a few guys. Um Mark Mark Broughton had ten tackles. Chris Frey played incredible up front. Ten tackles for Chris Frey. He was all over the place. What a game by Chris Frey. Um, the defensive line in general pretty much did well. I know for a fact that that he hurt that center that play. That center's pride was more hurt than he actually was physically hurt from Frey. Just bl- I, The center thought he had him blindsided and Frey just literally jacked him up, got him out of the way, made the play, just straight man move. And then you just see this, like the center's hurt on the ground. I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be hurt if I was him too right now, like in here, because that was a, that, that was a man-child play. Dude, he's a, he's like six five, two eighty five. Chris Frey, he's not a, a small guy yeah. by, by any means. Steve, I'm surprised they haven't played him at nose tackle this year because I thought that that would be. They they've been rotating guys at nose tackle, but I thought that would be a good fit for him. He's I think he was a little banged up earlier this year, and now man playing his best football at the end of the year. Chris Frey had a great game. Um, Jimmy Charlo was pretty consistent. This you know Navy tried to get the edge a lot, right? They tried to get the edge on those I a stretch play. Are they stretch plays? Steve? Are they jet sweeps? Whatever they are, they tried to get the end a little bit, um, and they were successful seven yards here or seven yards there sometimes. But I think that. Army did a good job slowing those things down sometimes to where to make it um, manageable for the defense to get off the field. So I thought that was a key. Um, is there anybody else? Any of you guys want to um, shout out to any player or anything else in the game before um, we have we have a pretty good crowd here today? So I just want to give them their kind of money's uh, worth tonight. If this, they have this, is else. So, this is something that if you watch the game on TV, uh, you you wouldn't understand. Yeah, yeah, you had to be there. Uh, and and we all we all talked about how we love having the game in Philly, but I I don't know who the stadium announcer is for Lincoln Financial Field, but it didn't seem like he was prepared at all to announce this game. He was constantly mispronouncing people's names. Uh, he had a hard time with Army with the, the fact that uh, multiple guys were the same number. Like it was a mess. So uh, yeah please please get that cleaned up before they get back there again <laughs> some time to work on that yeah um J- Jabir Williams who recovered the fumble in the end zone on the block punt right he was 32 two weeks ago and he was wearing 44 today so I mean uh you know I I, I had to look at the roster a double check just to make sure it was him um, I, Nate like, Smith 
the, just so the best way I can sum this up is uh, is one of one of the uh, one of the tackles for the defense was credit was credited to uh, to Cole Talley. Cole Talley was definitely not in on the defensive play. But did you see the video of Cole Talley when it when the game got tied 10-10? Did you see the CBS Sports clip? He predicted that Army was going to win the game. Like with like let's once the field goal was made to tie, that they were going to find a way to win the game, I guess, in overtime. So uh, Cole Talley, who's been uh, you know, he he kicked the game winning field goal last year against Missouri in the bowl game. He's been uh on kickoffs this year for Army and uh you know. Good, good, good for good, good for Cole Talley on that prediction. I guess he was a little seeing the future a little bit there. Um, Seth, you got anything for us? You got any nuggets, or you got any shout-outs or just acknowledgments? No, I mean, yeah, yeah. Kudos to the defense. Kudos to the coaching staff for uh, <laughs> getting the defense in the setup. Um, I wish I would have seen you know something more from the offense, but who knows? It's Navy. We won the game. I'm just I'm overjoyed, <laughs> and my word is incredible. And I put that in the story. I thought it was an incredible victory for for West Point. Yeah, I, I would say improbable would be my because when you, the odds were definitely against them, no doubt. From what, how the offense just couldn't move the ball, and the hey, the defense kept them in long enough for them to have a shot. And I guess that's all. See, that's all you can really ask for in these games, I'm guessing, right? Just, just there's there's a chance, right? If there's a chance. Yeah, I- you know, we talked about it earlier this year is when, you know, our offense was playing well and our defense was not. Um, I, I said it earlier this season that there's going to come a time where our defense is going to be playing well and we need our offense to step up. Um, and that's what happened in this game. And, and towards the later of the year is, you know, our, our defense really started to play well towards the end of the season and our offense played well enough um, and, and was able to pull out the W. I just, you know, it, you know, this is a bucket list game that if you are out there and you have not been to an Army-Navy game, I'm not talking about watching it on TV. I'm talking about actually physically going, you know, preferably in uh, Philly. But if you ever, if you have a bucket list, put an Army-Navy football game on it and go to it, and you will see what Seth and Brandon and Sal and, and I talk about is what this game actually is about when you watch it and when you feel it, when you see the core cadets, when you see the midshipmen, I don't know what they're called, but all the midshipmen, right. And the core cadets and all the fans and all the old grads and everybody who's invested um, in these two teams. And at the end of the day, right. It's a battle for 60. You know, this one was double overtime. And then these guys continue their careers and then go serve in the United States military. Um, and this is the last. This is the last taste of a football form. So it's just an incredible experience. I was fortunate enough to play in the game, and I've been able to be at games and experience it as a fan. And I just cannot speak highly enough about the players that play the game, the coaches that coach the game, the fans that attend the game, and everything that goes into everybody who cares about, um, you know, this game. It's it's truly a bucket list item and. And go to it because it's uh, it's an incredible experience. I totally agree with yeah, you. Totally agree, hundred percent. The one hundred twenty third edition of this game certainly won for the record books with the first overtime game and the way it went. And um, you, like also the history, the history of these these programs too. When Pete Dawkins is on the field, we have a photo of Pete Dawkins on the field before the game, given talking to Bryson Daly, who's going to be the next quarterback for Army. Uh, it looks like the next quarterback for Army, and giving him any kind of advice. And who knows what they were talking about, you know? But I mean, just to have a guy like that, a resource like that. If you didn't catch the Pete Dawkins. Um, story for CBS Sports uh, in the preview for the Army Navy game, where he goes back to campus um, after you know fifty years, well, sixty years or so, whatever it is, and him and Mark Quell brought and are talking and interacting. It doesn't get any better. A first, a former first captain, right? Pete Dawkins was the first captain of the of the Corps Cadets, I believe, if I'm if I'm correct, or he was a really high position. And um, Mark Quell, who has a leadership position in the Corps Cadets too. I mean, those two guys, the leadership that those two guys have had or now will have, it's incredible. Um, one more shout-out for me, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, I wanted to uh, just acknowledge Kendrick, uh, uh, 
Quindrelin Hammonds in this game. Quindrelin Hammonds ha- was playing with a cast on his left arm in this game, and he was he was was very good in run support in this game. He had a couple big hits in this game, and he was playing, you know, like a like a Bo Nicholas Paul. These guys were playing like a little banged up, but you, you don't miss an Army Navy game, right? You don't miss an Army Navy game if you can, right, Steve? If you can physically get out there, you don't miss it. And um, man. For, for fans, they certainly got – for fans of both programs and just for fans of college football, this was a win. This was a win for college football on Saturday. Um, really appreciate everybody watching tonight. And uh, if you guys, again, I'll plug our Black Knight Nation website with Seth's Game Story, my my uh, follow-up with Noah Shore and Jabril Williams on that block punt. I have another thing on Marco Barton very soon on the website, our photos, our videos. Um I won't even say that I made Seth. I made the video board of Lincoln Financial Field with one of my tweets on yes, Saturday. You did. Yes, you did. Uh, and 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 Mark Wahlberg walked right um, a couple feet away from me, and I I stood my ground. You know, I, I just you know I, I sent our photographer to try to take a picture of him, and that's it. You know, I mean, I didn't didn't go too crazy with that, looking for a selfie or anything like that. So um, I'm proud of oh, myself. Man, I'm proud of myself yeah. there, but. Uh, Sal, if if uh, if I may say, maybe this is our final note here. Uh, so somebody recently, um, who also is is prominent in in, in talking about Army football, uh, called me a pessimist, which I I, I found very disheartening because, uh, in general, I consider myself a, a pretty optimistic guy, and uh, and here's why I'm not a pessimist when it comes to Army football. It's because I don't believe the program has peaked because I see comments out there that say, Oh, 2018 was as good as it'll ever get. And maybe, uh, maybe they they won't win 11 plus games again, but there's so much, like there's still so much else uh, out there that's waiting to be achieved. You know, like they still haven't beaten a top 25 program since 1972 like they, they like they could still like do so much more damage uh against power five teams so um i just i i believe in my soul that there's another that there's another level that this program can reach i think munkin believes it too and that's ultimately kind of where i get my faith from um in terms of the program but i think sometimes you need to change the blood you need to shift gears in order to uh achieve another level of performance and um so th- this i i think we're gonna see some turnover this offseason not just from navy but uh army as well and uh ne- next season will uh, be very interesting i already booked my train to uh new orleans because i'm gonna go to the lsu game so uh super super ha- super happy that we ended this year uh with a win over Navy, and it gets me, uh, it gets me excited for next year. Well, I'll tell you this: I'm, back. Going, I, I'm going to LSU, and I'm, I, I put on going out to the Air Force game too. Um, so I have two trips I want to make. And of course, I hope to be at the Navy game. So I'll be at uh, you know the six Army home games, and you know, God willing, uh, and LSU and Air Force, and then of course Navy up in Foxborough. So I'm excited about next year too, and I hope that you know Monkey keeps it going. Tough, you know, not a great year, but not a terrible year. Six and six. Wish it was better. Let's try. Let's start all over again. Here we go. And I think we, I agree with you. We need a little bit of new blood, too. Is it, um, hey, Brendan, did you book your uh, LSU uh, train after the Army-Navy game on Saturday? Is there any truth to that rumor, or did you have it booked before that? No, <laughs> no, I, I, I booked it uh, weeks ago, November. How long does it take to get by train to LSU, to Louisiana? Uh, about a day and a half. Wow, that's de- that's a dedicated but, army army. But at uh, least, but at uh, least I'm not driving. Yeah. And as I say, I love flying, but I hate air travel. So I'll I'll be yeah. flying down there. <laughs> I'm not taking a train. Well, hey guys, we're gonna wrap this up now, but. We're- I think we're going to be back for like a like a kind of review to review the season. Maybe give our top players of the season our top plays, uh, and um, just uh, highlights games, best games of the season. Obviously, it's going to be hard to top this one. I think obviously everybody will have this game as their top game, but we'll come up with a couple categories and we'll be back. Uh, 
I was able to make some contacts at the Army Navy game, and I think we're gonna have some podcast guests on real soon. Um, got to talk to Nick Stokes, a former Army nose tackle, recent Army nose tackle on the sidelines, real quick. He's having a good career as an Army officer, from what I'm told. We're gonna get him on, and maybe even I'm, I'm gonna make an effort to get Sandon McCoy on this podcast. Uh, I was able to make a contact there, so we might get Sandon McCoy real soon, and. Try to get some other try to get some other sports involved too. We're trying to branch out a little bit on the podcast, but thanks a lot. This was a great talking about it. Just a, a super college football game uh, for Army and Navy. It's what college football is all about. Army wins 2017 in double overtime. Black Knights go six and six to finish their season, and now the coaches are out on the recruiting trail trying to get the next best uh, next uh, like those athletes that. Um, that can play in the system and uh, bring bring uh, more wins and more um, the secretary's trophy, right? Army got the secretary's trophy uh, yesterday in that win. Yeah. In that locker room scene with Coach Munkin waving the black flag and on Brave Old Army team playing and he's holding up the secretary's trophy. Why Bra- uh, is there a better college football locker room in the country? I don't think so, guys. I don't think so, guys. We'll leave it at that. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Seth. And we'll be back soon with another. Good night, guys. Beat them. Go Army, beat them. Go Army.